He said you do a pretty good Australian accent. I mean, I don't want to say it's good, you know, but it's not bad. (laughs) That's not. That's like somebody with something like wrong with them talking. (laughs) That's how all my accents are the place, but someone's having an accident, and I mean, I don't know why that makes it bad because there are plenty of people who are having accidents in every part of the world with every accent. So just like go with it. And welcome to Free Do Good Home. My name is Michael Hing, and I'm also joined, as always, yeah. by a man who uh, has an infection on his hand that he just showed me. It's Ben Jenkins. Hello, Ben. Okay, that's like that is not a good way to introduce me. Well, you've you've, you've cut your hand open, I didn't and you've got quite an infected wound there, and you asked me to draw a pen around it yeah. so you could work out if it was growing or not. Yeah, I did, and uh, it's I, I I don't know. My wife was kind of freaking out about it because she thought it was the sort of thing that you would um like in the Middle Ages die of. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. Also, because I refuse to put any, uh, I, I'm going to hold it up to our guest, and uh, I don't know if you can see on the on the. <laughs> oh dear! What, what's your <laughs> <laughs> is that one of is that from one of the five thousand species of deadly spider or s- <laughs> snake that inhabit your cursed <laughs> island? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Matt Crisman. Thank you so much for joining us, mate. Right on. Happy to be here. <laughs> oh my god! We really, we really did request like quite a few times. You stop doing that. Um, uh, <laughs> call the police or just uh, have sex with them. <laughs> um, I want to say uh, it's really wonderful that you joined us, and I don't know if the best way to start this off was to mm. show you a wound on my hand. No, it's, it's, it's good. I think it's a good sympathy, vibe. I think. It's a good vibe duration, if nothing else. Uh, Matt, do you have any wounds you'd like to share with us, perhaps? Uh, nothing open. <laughs> I've got a kind of a skinned knee. Okay. Just, just mental stuff, just internal stuff. I get yeah. turmoil, etc. Because that is sort of the, at least, at least the opening part of the podcast is wound <laughs> chat. So, I mean, it'd be good if yeah. you brought something Everyone's to the table. Everyone's just doing the scene from Jaws where they're just showing <laughs> each other their stuff. Exactly. Uh, I got this wound when we were up on a farm. I took, uh, like, me, me and my wife took our little two-year-old up to up to a farm, which is which was like half a, uh, half an hour from Canberra, three hours from here. Was this work or fun? What do you mean? Are you asking if I went to work on a farm? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you've got like. Are a, you asking if this was a sort of grapes of wrath situation? Kind of a side hustle I, or something? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know no, what you was, do when we're not doing the podcast. Yeah, I was doing my side hustle where I go up and I pick fruit. Uh, we were up at a friend's house and uh, I burnt my hand on their oven getting the bread that they bake out of there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and did you feel useless? I felt so useless, yeah. so emasculated. I w- and it was also a bit of a bust of a trip because, Matt, our son is kind of like a lockdown child in that like, he hasn't really gone to a heap of places because like a lot of his... Well, not a lot. We didn't have like a huge lockdown here, mm. but like we're trying to like kind of make up for the time that he spent inside by like taking him to places. Um, and so like we took him to this friend's farm and I thought like, this is going to be one of those things that he remembers, like one of his first memories, a core memory, a core memory. Exactly. We woke up in the morning uh, on this farm and it was like up on top of this hill. It was really misty and beautiful. Um, and I looked out the kitchen window and there were three roos, um, just like sitting there. Uh, These are kangaroos. Sorry, Matthew. These are kangaroos. (laughs) I've heard of them. I know they're really good at uh, boxing. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, they were just standing there, like, like so close, like maybe like six feet away mm. from the kitchen window. So I bundled Mo up in like a little jacket and put little boots on him, and like we walked outside, 
And like I kind of got him close to the ruse and I was like, hey, buddy, look, there are some kangaroos. And he looked at the kangaroos and then he looked at me and then he looked at the kangaroos again and then he looked at me and he just said, okay. <laughs> He's like, okay. <laughs> Which is the most disappointing <laughs> response a child can have, I think, to nature. Okay. Yeah, you don't want that. Because <laughs> that just means they're gonna, they found something way more interesting on the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just like, Dad, take me somewhere else where there's a screen, please. Ta- yeah, take me back to YouTube. <laughs> um, hey, this is a podcast where we go through classifieds and find the best and worst stuff to talk about. Well, whenever we have a new guest on, Matt, we ask, mm. do, do, you, do you buy or sell stuff online at all? Or have you ever? Uh, I mean, I, uh, no. No, I don't think I've, <laughs> I've ever put anything on the internet. I don't know where these people have been. <laughs> so you, you're afraid of the filth coming to, um, you know, knock down your door and, um, and, and, you know, abuse you or whatnot, you know? Yeah, no thanks. Keep that away. <laughs> you've never, like, you've never bought anything on eBay or, or you don't have Gumtree, but or Craigslist or nothing like that. You are, you are a bricks and mortar. <laughs> yeah, I want to look. I want to look someone in the eye who doesn't want to be there and make my purchase. That's that, how I know it's good. That's the mark of. That's the guarantee of quality. Yeah, that look in their eyes. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I'll, I'll kick us off with one uh, that has been sent in by uh, Sam Ramsdonk, who's in the Netherlands. Thank you, Sam. Sorry. I don't know. That's I don't know if that's how you say the name. Ram, I'm, sure, Ramstonk? I'm sure Ramstonk is like Smith in the Netherlands, <laughs> but that's a wonderful name. It's wonderful. So he sent in um, this photo, and it's all in like I guess D- Danish in the Netherlands. No, Dutch. It's all in Dutch. Okay. And I can't read that obviously. But then there's a picture of a, I think like a tombstone or something. Oh, that looks like a tombstone to mm. me. Yeah. And then he said he said, "Hi, I'm from the Netherlands. So I'll translate this for you." Just writes this. Oh, so Sam Ramstonk has translated this for yeah, us. Yeah, into English, oh, okay, into great. English, so we can we can read it. That's fantastic. Thank you, Sam Ramstonk. For sale, three granite tombstones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm selling these because this has been in our yard as a bench for a very long time. <laughs> we never knew that it was tombstones. Oh, fuck. Now we know this, and we want to get rid of it. <laughs> Serious offers only, listed under free. Uh, please, please take this off me, my hands. Please, please take this off my hands. Mm. Uh, yeah, this is, a, I guess, someone discovering there's a tombstone in their backyard. As a, not, as a co- o- not only in their backyard, but as like a bench, right? As a bench, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't... Well, I, I guess think- that's my first question. Matt, would you have a problem with this? If you had a nice bench that you'd sat on for years and then you discovered that it was a tombstone, would that be an issue for you? I don't see why it would be. I mean, if I hadn't been, if there's been a haunt, there'd been no haunting. If I had not seen well, any spooks or ghouls, then I got to assume <laughs> that it's an uncursed uh, tombstone and therefore, hey, mm. perfectly good bench. <laughs> yeah. So, this as, is a kind of American pragmatism that we sort of have been lacking on this show. We fully lack it here in Australia. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That, that, I mean, I don't know. It must be pretty good if you can just turn your nose up at a perfectly serviceable bench because it's just made out of tombstones. Because yeah. that's the other thing. The, the sort of granite that typically is used for tombstone is a quality stone. You know what I mean? Like, that's going to feel nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Quality uh, quality craftsmanship here. Yeah. If we're talking about ghosts and spooks and whatnot. Which we simply must. We simply must. I do. I, it's one of those things where you, you realize that in your life, you've not had a lot of access to Dutch ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Like I've just true. never, I've never come across a Dutch ghost before, or any ghost really. But even in media, you don't see a lot of hauntings by the Dutch. I would have thought that the Dutch are that, again. There's sort of that European. Um, uh, they're, they're not here for silliness, you know. The Dutch. They're, they're, no. they're what? They're not here for silliness. You no, know they're what I mean? very straightforward. Well, I mean, they're they're Germans. Well, that means that they have no sense of humor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Vaguely, I think. Yeah, I feel like Matt, you've made an assumption here that that I'd like to explore. In that, if you've had this uh, tombstone for any length of time, well, for an extended length of time, and there hasn't been any spo- uh, haunting from spooks or ghouls. Yeah. Um, then there isn't going to be haunting from spooks or ghouls in the future. Because if we know one thing's about the Dutch, who are basically German, is that they know how to bide their time. <laughs> I guess that is a good point. Yeah. But so at the like, same time, you don't know what kind of encounter you're going to have. You could meet a very helpful or informative ghost. That's true. I've never... Did, is that a traditional type of ghost? I think ghosts... Okay, well, Jacob Marley, helpful, informative... Life-changing ghost. Which one was Jacob Marley? He was the ghost who, who kicked it all off for Scrooge. So that's Ghost of Christmas Past. No, he's just the he's the MC ghost. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean? he sets, he's like the hype man for the, the ghost yeah. of Christmas. He's the ghost coming who, up next. Yeah. Your next ghost. He's the ghost who, like, after the first ghost, after the Ghost of Christmas Past, goes, "Okay, we've got a lot of great ghosts to get through. Keep that applause going." <laughs> you got to recognize this next ghost from yeah, very, the future. <laughs> very good friend of mine. Really <laughs> kicking goals all over town. He's going to remind you of what it was like to be a little boy. Would you please bring her on? <laughs> so he's a helpful ghost. In fact, I would argue that all the ghosts in that particular um, historical um, record uh, are helpful ghosts. No, no, but they're not. Uh, but they're they're not helpful in a way that like they're going to help you. Unload your shopping from the car well, or whatever. They didn't help Scrooge unload his shopping, but they taught him that he should unload his own shopping from the car. Um, but I don't mm. think there are any other really canonically helpful ghosts except for Casper. Yeah. Uh, what's the most famous American ghost, Matt? <laughs> Who's the most famous uh, American ghost? Uh, our, our liberties. Oh, my God. Um, you invite so, one American on the podcast. See, this is the kind of satire that I was afraid would happen. It's too hot for us to touch. That's an interesting but, question. Like we 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 don't really. I mean, all of our folk traditions have been just totally bulldozed by corporate monoculture. Sure. So we don't really have uh, uh, any kind of overarching characters like that. Uh, mm. I guess it would have to be like Casper or something. Something and that's with a so trademark. Pathetic, that's for sure. Right? Yeah, that's like it's when you sad. think about it. That's 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 probably why your country's in such decline. Did they yeah. ever find out how Casper died? The I boy. Think, I think that is something they blessedly um, <laughs> gloss over, at least in the comics. So, do you think, so, Michael? I mean, Matt's just Matt's just gone. I, I, I'd keep the bench if spook, sure. if spooks turn up. I'm taking the I'm taking the gamble that they're going to be helpful spooks. Yep. Yep. And if yep. not, then I sell the bench. Oh, I, okay. I, there's no there's no rule that says I can't sell the bench once. Uh, I find out that it's in fact haunted. But do you think you have a duty of care to the person buying your bench to tell them that it is haunted? Honestly, that would probably make me charge more for it. <laughs> oh, you'd want to <laughs> tell some, you guys some ghost seen? freak. That, well, the people are willing to pay big money for this stuff. There's, uh, there's like 
authentic haunted dolls and yeah. haunted cabinets <laughs> all over the internet, oh. and people are charging way more than the, the products would command on their own. No, you're very right. You're see, very true. See, Matt, you, you say that you've never bought and sold something online, but you happen to know about a very niche part of the internet, which is selling haunted out- artifacts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I would say is like 80% of all e-commerce. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, do you guys want one? From, yeah. I don't, I don't know where this came from. Um, I don't even know where this is from. It looks like the text is from sort of like a Facebook group. Um, like an advice group And uh, Matt, the headline for this one uh, Their like kind of uh, grab text is Massive goldfish need help <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone I have these huge goldfish That we got at the powwow Three years ago They are now the size of my hand They keep growing and they won't die And I want to point out oh, no. I want to point out that this is this is what I would put. This has a sort of like ominous and arbitrary capitalization in this text. Mm-hmm. So growing has a capital G, sure, and won't die has a capital W and, and a capital D. It kind of reads like weird world building in sci-fi. Like growing has like a different meaning. The growing, yeah, the growing exactly. The won't die. Yeah, they keep growing and won't die. I either need to put them in somebody's koi pond or get a more professional tank that has a better filter. <laughs> We change the water weekly and it's literally draining us of energy. (laughs) The fish are greedy. That's a capitalized G on greedy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And eat. That's a capitalized E on eat all the time. Beg when they see you. They beg. (laughs) This is the first time I've ever seen in written word anywhere the idea of a fish begging. fish begging. Does anybody have a pond and need fish or have a professional looking tank to sell cheap? I want Or can just bring over a uh, uh, a toaster and drop it into the fucking <laughs> tank that we have. Well, Matt, well, Matt, the next line is is along these lines, but I think crueler, which is hmm. I want to put bleach in the water and kill them, but they are now part of the family, so I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Last line. I am just stuck. Wow. So whoever sent that in, thank you very much. Oh, my goodness. I would say, I say this about some things on the podcast, but mm. but, but often I don't think it, it's true. It's just my brain sort of like, fi- like the synapses in my brain just firing. Mm. I think this really has a Lovecraftian quality to it. Yeah, a cursed fish growing a, in a, a pond. Real, a real cursed fish that is like driving this, this person to the brink of insanity. It's, you can just imagine it throbbing. Oh. Like it, it, it's, move, it's growing so fast you can actually see it yeah. getting bigger would you, if you say, w- Matt, watch it long enough. Would you say, Matt, that this fish might thrum with a kind of sinister and eldritch energy? <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, thanks. Uh, that sounds d- absolutely Are, are you a fish guy at all, Matt? <laughs> do you, have you ever owned fish? Gold or otherwise? No, I've I've consumed I've consumed several. <laughs> I love that for you. Congratulations. I've never, uh, I've, I've never. You're more, yeah. You're like uh, I've hey. never had a fish. Yeah, I never really got fish as a as a uh, as a pet. Not even when you were a kid. No, well, no, because you can't really interact with. Well, I, okay, I beg to differ there because it's this guy seems to think that they will beg. <laughs> they can beg. They will beg when they see you for more <laughs> capital F food. <laughs> <laughs> So, Which is they'll like, just, so they'll just uh, they'll be annoying. Is what you're saying? That's the one. Yeah, thing yeah, yeah. So the only interaction I have with them is them demanding something of me. That doesn't sound great. <laughs> so here's something I heard when I was a kid that I um, that I you know when you just hear something and you file it away as true without ever interrogating it. Sure. 
Um, and then, like, when you're, say, like, 34, uh-huh. you, for you're, example. you're about to mention it on a podcast yeah. and you're like, wait a sec, I think that's not true. Mm-hmm. So, I was told when I was maybe 10, when my parents bought me a fish, they were like, I was like, can I have a bigger bowl for this? Because they just got me the sheer little bowl. Yeah. And they were like, no, because fish grow to the size of the tank they're in. I, I, I think I've heard that. Okay, but... I but have heard that, yeah. But here's why, now saying it out loud, I don't think this is true. Mm. Because fish live in the ocean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the ocean is one of the biggest tanks of all. It's probably yeah. the... Well, that's how they got whales. It's, pro- <laughs> <laughs> it's probably... The ocean is probably the biggest, most professional fish tank you can find. Yeah, yeah. It's got its own filters. It's got yeah. its own... Um, uh, g- garbage patch. Yeah, exactly. I uh, so maybe it is true. If, if two, if two intelligent people, I think it would be. I think it would be goldfish grow to the size of the pond. I mean, of the, of the thing they're in, right? Yeah, that's what they say about the goldfish. That's, that's well, so what's what happened here is that what's confusing to me is that this guy doesn't have a professional tank because he says that he wants one, mm. and yet his fish seem to be growing to the size of his own hand. So are they just like pressed up against the the tank? Like, like some sort of horrible monster? <laughs> I've just briefly Googled this. Uh-huh. Um, do goldfish... This is, I'm now in uh, sort of golf... I mean, Tropical Fish Magazine. Oh, uh, yeah, you and, simply have to subscribe. Yeah, and this is... Uh, the article is entitled Goldfish Myths Debunked. Oh, uh, Finally, because you know what? I don't know if you know this, Matt, but there's a real curse of misinformation around. Uh, yeah, fake news, they call it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So myth number two, goldfish only grow to the size of their enclosure. Okay. There is an element of truth to this, uh-huh. but it is not as innocent as it sounds. Oh, no. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's more related to the quality of water. When probably cared for, goldfish will not... What do you mean it's not as innocent as it sounds? Well, I don't what know. What the this fuck is, are you talking this about? This is what the Tropical Fish magazine has written. It's not as innocent as it sounds, Ben. Grow <laughs> up. <laughs> Grow up, you idiot. Oh, the scales have fallen from my eyes. <laughs> when probably cared for, goldfish will not stop growing. Most fish are, in fact, what are known as indeterminate growers. That means that, unlike humans, they grow until they die. So you know how you would go through a growth spurt, at, I don't know, in puberty or whatever? I don't believe I did. <laughs> go on. <laughs> Stopped. Yeah, a goldfish, they're constantly growing. Oh, uh, they grow until they die. Yeah, so unless you, um, unless you are able to pour bleach into this pond and kill the fish, they'll mm-hmm. just keep growing. Um, Matt, did you have any pets growing up? We had a cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, it grow, did it grow to an ungodly size? Yeah, it just would not <laughs> stop growing. Uh, we had to defeat it with a sword. Uh, no, it ran away at one point. And never came back or just... Yeah, I think so. I don't really remember. What do you mean? Was it... I it was I was I don't remember I don't I was a small child, uh, I just know that one day it wasn't there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how old were you when your cat left? Uh, I don't know, like seven or eight, maybe. Uh, I'd remember. I'd yeah. remember. This wow. is sussing. This is this is now a true crime podcast. <laughs> what did you I, do? To I the had cat, nothing Matt? to do with what the disappearance did you do to the of the cat? cat. I did not. We're pivoting to true crime. <laughs> <laughs> Were you ones? Were you somebody who like got who had pets as a kid? Like this cat, for example, that you that you mysteriously did away, killed or whatever. You did away. You really Mitt Romney, and, <laughs> and then and then grew up just without pets. We had a dog later when I was like a teenager. But hmm. do you do you have pets like now that you you don't live with your? I folks? have a dog. I, I'm making an assumption here that you don't live with your folks. No, um, I have a I have a dog. Oh, you have a dog. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've found, and this is like such an annoying parent thing to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. I've found that since becoming a parent, I've gone completely off dogs. Because dogs are great, but mm. my son is so fucking stupid and so 
Like I just mean I don't mean stupid for a two year old. He's brilliant for a two year old. Okay, well, oh, he's brilliant. Guys, is, you don't understand this child. I, he looked at a kangaroo and said, "Okay." Do, this shows a sort of like level of mental fortitude that, like, but no, in terms of like for a human, yeah, he's so fucking dumb. Well, compared to you, he's very stupid. Well, I mean, yes, yes, <laughs> I'm so strong compared to him too. Oh yeah, you could destroy him. Wait, I, what does this have to do with dogs? I can swim. I can do all sorts of things. The other day, he was trying to snap a stick, mm. and he couldn't snap a stick, and he said, "Daddy, snap!" Mm. And I and I snapped it. And was he proud of you? No, he was. He was like, just like, okay. He said, okay, again. And I was like, that should really impress you. If you like, spent so long trying to do something, and you couldn't. He wasn't even bending this fucking thing. You know what I mean? And I did it straight away. I expected his jaw to drop, and be like, oh my god, who is this giant? But he was just like, thanks. Um, Matt, this is the part of the podcast where you and I both have to tell Ben he's big and strong. Thank you very um, much. I'll sure, go first, Thank Ben. You. You're very big and strong. Thank you very much. And Matt? Yep, very powerful. Okay. Well, it sort of felt like you were kind of phoning that in, man. Like, um, I'm very impressed. Thank you. Well, that's he good. You snapped a stick, don't you know? And my son couldn't snap the stick, you see. So like that, that should give you some idea of what kind of stick we're dealing with here. That I just snapped it like a twig. Yes, like a word, like a twer a twig. But anyway, the reason is that, that Mo has zero um, sort of survival instincts mm. and will just go up to any dog in a park and like pat it and um, and like that's how he's gonna die. And he's, like, he's gonna eaten by a dog. He's gonna get eaten by a dog. And so like now I he, he's robbed me of Moses has robbed me of two things. Uh-huh. The ability to enjoy dogs. <laughs> Um, which is like, uh-huh. which is pretty bad, I uh-huh. think. Because yeah. now when I see a dog, I don't go, "Oh, that's a sweet dog." I go, "Like, ah, oh, that's gonna kill my son." Um, and and the ability to find bad things happening to children funny. Oh, yeah. that was your favorite thing, though. Well, it was my favorite thing. It was but your like, favorite thing. There's like the amount of videos you sent me <laughs> where a small boy is. Um, I would like falls off a treadmill or gets hit by a pillow or something. So like, or thrown into a bin. There was one clip I'm thinking of, which is like friend of the podcast J.R. Hennessy's favorite clip on the internet, mm. which is this little Russian kid who's like three. He's like on a talk show and he's really good at chess. He's like famous for being good at chess. He's like three or four. Sure. And the the host is like, you like chess, do you? Well, how about you play against Gary Kasparov? <laughs> and then Kasparov walks out, and the kid. Like, is initially excited, and then Kasparov, mm. because he's Gary Kasparov, just destroys this child at chess. Just like, not even like, doesn't even like humor this boy, just destroys him, and the kid starts crying. And it was the funniest clip, and now I can't watch it because it makes me sad. This is what you have taken from me, Moses. Anyway, it's fine, everything's um, fine. I once uh-huh. got a goldfish. Okay. Yep. I, uh, I didn't re- sorry. I didn't realize this podcast was a forum for outrageous <laughs> boasting. I well, hey, well, uh-huh. I went to a, a school fair when I was in probably year eight or uh-huh. year seven. There was this thing. They had a big. Uh, they had like maybe f- sixty little buckets. Uh-huh. You had to throw a ping pong ball into one of the buckets. Sorry, this is, by the way, how we elect the Prime Minister in Australia. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> and if you got a ping pong ball in one of the buckets, yeah. it turned you, you won whatever was in the bucket. Okay. And some of the buckets had goldfish in them and some of them didn't. Oh, right. so it was goldfish or nothing? Uh, it wasn't like, oh, one of them's a Game Boy, but sorry. I, we, think we, some, I think some of them had chocolates in them and stuff. In water? Yeah, but it was like, it was, they were wrapped. They were oh, wrapped. Okay. So you get a wet, right. a, a wet wrapped Snickers bar I've or whatever. I've been to a lot of fates in my time, not to boast again. <laughs> I have never heard of this bullshit game. But- the the thing the thing that the the, the hack I found realized 
was because they wanted to transport the goldfish afterwards to sure. give them to you, they had them in little plastic bags, uh-huh. but they hadn't tied up the bags. So you could see the buckets uh, that had the goldfish in them because they had a bag on the side. That's not so much a hack as mm. it is just noticing something. Yeah, well, I, I thought of it as a hack. <laughs> anyway, I once I realised this and they were like, these fucking dumb kids won't know what it, what it is, but I was like, I know how to get the goldfish. Sure. I just sat there and... Want, like, you know that episode... You know that um fucking documentary about the guy who works out the Jeopardy game sure, and then he like wins and wins and wins yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was that you, guy you broke you broke goldfish ping pong <laughs> I broke goldfish ping pong and they can't and, play it anymore yeah, in the you're 19- that guy you're that the, kid <laughs> in the 1998 Trinity Grammar School um, Jesus. I don't know <laughs> school fate because that used to be in the Olympics and yeah. they had to stop playing it well I won I reckon 15 goldfish for people that day. <laughs> Just like, bam, bam, that's, bam. That's simply too many. <laughs> and um, we all, like, my friends and I were all taking these goldfish. Now, was this for, like, I assume this was for charity, this stall. I think it was to build a new like gold post or something oh, in, the, in the school. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Stupid. Uh, Matt, I've texted you one uh, with, a, with a picture. Yeah. Uh, it says, our man at, man at our man canvas parties, guests get to paint every inch of our models. That's right, ladies. Even those inches. Uh, the emoji that is supposed to indicate, uh, I guess, double entendres. Drop <laughs> us a message today to find out more about getting one of our art teachers and man canvas models to come to your hens party or just get a bunch of friends together and do it just for fun. <laughs> and then there's an image of a woman uh, wearing a sash. Uh, We've got to assume that's his bride-to-be or... Mm. Yeah, she appears to be very, very fixatedly painting this guy's dick. <laughs> you yeah, can't see I... the dick. You can only see his painted ass Matt, cheeks. But Matt, we wouldn't send you I, a picture I really of just dick. wish... I just wish that she had a jeweler's loop or something <laughs> to indicate like the, the seriousness of her. Because she really does look... She looks like she's restoring a Renaissance painting. She's really focused. <laughs> Yeah. So this is a service where a a model will go, a male model will go to your party or whatnot. Yeah. And then presumably they come with a little palette of paints. Yeah. I, assume, I, assume, I assume they'd bring their own paints in case, like you. Well, you want you, otherwise you want to use like non-safe, like, like house ones. paint on him or something. Yeah. And then you get to paint, you get to paint the human canvas. All those inches, including oh, those, every inch, including those, those inches. inches. I want to say that as Hens Nights activities go, mm-hmm. this is not one of the worst. And it's actually it's it's interesting because it is somebody really innovating by doing what most innovations end up being, which is taking two or more existing things and just put smashing them together. <laughs> exactly. In this case. They brought together the hallowed tradition of the stripper invited for your bachelor party. Yes. And then that thing where you drink wine and paint. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. And somebody just said, what if you painted the guy? Yeah. And boom, done. <laughs> that, but, was the, that was the pitch to an angel investor. But also by painting the guy in many ways, it's a reverse stripper. 
Because you're making him less nude. You're covering up all the, I presume, nipples and, and assholes. And <laughs> you don't think you're painting his asshole? Shit, every inch. Every inch. <laughs> I would actually start from You there. just get a roller. You just tell, have him bend over and you get a roller and just absolutely pancake the asshole. Can you imagine the guy being like, oh, uh, we, don't, we don't usually do that. <laughs> Hings, there with, Hings there with the contract. Every inch. Let me paint your asshole. <laughs> the way they painted him in the picture mm. is like the Gautier film clip. Yeah, it's all... It's, 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 it's geometric it's, shapes. Well, what if you just wrote the word cunt on him? Like, <laughs> well, I mean... Like, just well, on his forehead. Well, I mean... Just, I mean... Well, that would be weirdly vindictive. Yeah, I guess this I guess this, this nude model has done nothing to harm me. Well, we don't know that. He could have killed your parents. <laughs> he, could. he could have killed your parents and then thought he got away with it this whole time and now he's got all these investors because he's smushed two really good <laughs> ideas together. <laughs> And he's making bank until he gets a mysterious booking from an M. Hing. Although just writing cunt on someone's forehead and sending them on their way is, is I would n- say not the most amazing revenge for killing someone's killing parents. parents. It's not like Count of Monte Cristo level. No. I wonder. Yeah. Would you would you feel comfortable would, uh, Matt, would you feel comfortable painting a nude body? No. Hence not or otherwise? No. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they're right there. They're looking at you. What if they didn't look at you? You got to, like, make eye contact or you have to avoid making eye contact. Either way, hugely stressful. Either way, your eyes have got to do something. They got to go somewhere. You have, like, uh, no, 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 no. Well, as a special thank you. This is like, things like this and, like, the sushi off the nude body are ones where I can't. Imagine enjoying Sorry, what the for fuck even a are second. You talking about? Sushi off a nude body. I feel like I've seen that in movies before. I've seen that in a movie. You haven't seen the film? Excuse me. You have not seen the film Rising Sun with Sean Connery and Wesley Snipes, the the pinnacle of the uh, the Japanese uh, panic movies of the early nineties. <laughs> Talk me through this, Matt. Because I've not seen Rising Sun with Sean Connery and Wesley. This Snipes. is a real. Well, it's in Rising Sun, but it's also a thing that happens. People do it at parties. They have sushi and instead of eating the sushi off of a table they put the sushi the sushi is plated on a nude body usually a nude woman and then they you take the sushi you take your your chopsticks and you take it take off your nigiri or whatever uh-huh. off of the nipple mm. and, and is you the, eat it. sorry is, is the, the point that you are meant to, is, is this when you say at parties is this like an eyes wide shut like fuck party or is this just a sort of 50th birthday <laughs> like what 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 festivities it's not. It's not sexual. It's. It's like a. Thing Matt, I would. Do, I would. I uh, to make a. Fancy I would argue meal. that it is at least partly sexual. I, I've never been to. A- <laughs> well, yeah. It's. But, but it's. It does not. Impl- you go to a place with a nude sushi. It is not. That is not to the audience. To the person coming in. That does not say to them you're going to f- have sex tonight. No, I know. Right. It does not, in, it does not require that to be the case. Have like, you, I, I've, I've never. Uh, exp- I've, I've heard about these and I've seen the movie Rising Sun, but I've never experienced this in real life. Have you ever been? Is this one of those things that just happens in movies, or is this actually a thing that happens in America? I have heard about it occurring in real places. I That's heard about crazy. it being done, iron- like by somebody at their birthday party, as like a bit. Mm, but mm. you know. There is no way to ironically have someone lie there naked while you eat f- fish off of them. Yeah, that's that's really <laughs> happening. <laughs> Imagine doing that and just being like, "Ooh, don't you get it?" <laughs> Imagine if we did this, which we are doing. 
Uh, I guess I'd be worried. I mean, obviously, um, you know, I'd be worried about the hygiene issues and whatnot, you know. I think they'd come with some sort of guarantee that they've had a shower and... Of course, but even even like if you wash your hands, you still want people to be wearing gloves in the kitchen, you know what I mean? That's true. I wouldn't eat sushi off somebody's flattened palm. I don't know why I do it off their boobs. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? I wouldn't like a like a horse eat sushi off somebody's flattened palm. If you would you, how much would it cost to allow me or a group of our friends to eat sushi off your naked body? What's your price? Do I have to be completely nude? I guess you can have a modesty sock. Well, well, well now you have my attention. <laughs> no, I think you have to go in. I think you have to do it. Like, I, okay, I have well, to be if, compl- you're, if you're fully nude, what's this going to cost you? What's the event? Um, I don't know. It's a it's a birthday party for a who? for uh, who? for um for me. It's my birthday no, party. No, absolutely not. What do you mean? Absolutely what do you mean? Not. Absolutely not. First of all, I want to be there because the people there who I like hanging out with. Okay, and I can't hang out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if, what, if no, I'm, once everyone if eats, if, <laughs> once everyone's eating the sushi pen, you'll be allowed to enjoy the party. <laughs> what it is is it's like when Sorry, just you know how you you you're one of those fucking. Like at some industry function or some shit where people are walking around with canapes. Yes. Do you, and they have like, oh, would you like a little burger or whatever? Yeah. And you always feel really Never awkward. Never enough of those little burgers. Because you always feel really awkward because I'm like, because I, you know, I just, I feel, I find the whole thing horribly awkward because I don't you, like being waited on. I don't, you know, enjoy it. such a Yeah, exactly. Thing. Like I, can't, I barely make eye contact with fucking waiters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I want, do you think if you're the nude sushi model, you've also got to be like, Oh, so would you like some sushi may off my I, boob? May I tempt you with some boob sushi? <laughs> because uh, I can't get up and leave until, <laughs> until all the I sushi eat is all eaten. Sushi. <laughs> because that was the agreement that I made with my friend Michael Heng. <laughs> anyway, uh, so name your price. I'd, I'd probably do it for ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars. Well, yeah. la di da, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> would you do it for less you're than that? You would deign to get off your throne. <laughs> What's your your price? solid gold throne in order to get $10,000 to just lie there while somebody takes a fucking uh, crunchy roll off your nipple? Like, uh, like that's any skin off your ass? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't invite you on to be roasted. <laughs> and yet here we are. And yet here we are. Uh, Matt, uh, you host a, a podcast, um, which is Chapo Trap House. Um, the most recent one I listened to, you chatted with Adam McKay again, which was really cool. Yes. Love, love that guy. Yeah. Lovely guy. Um, do you have, you, you guys are doing, like, you guys are back doing live shows. Um, or did you just do that one in Brooklyn? No, we're doing it in June. Oh, in and June. it'll be, it's going to be live for us. Every, everyone will be on stage, but it will be broadcast. Oh, so no uh, one can come. I don't think anyone will be able to be able to come. I don't. Mm. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they'll let people in by that point. Yeah, I feel sure. like things will have blown over by June. And I am hoping <laughs> that we do. I am really hoping that we do get to do live shows again with crowds soon. But uh, this, as now, is not is not going to be it. Is, mm. is that something you you legitimately enjoy doing? Like doing. Oh yeah, I'm a big. I I love doing live shows. One like, of my favorite things about the show. Before before Chapo, w- were you were you a live guy? Did you like doing live stuff? I mean, I was alive. Yes, <laughs> I wasn't. He loved it. He loved. I being wasn't alive, brought then. to Eldritch Life by the <laughs> podcast medium. No, I was a human. <laughs> I just assumed that you lived in a no. Zoom recorder and then. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I I I didn't really perform. Yeah, that's my question. Uh, and and the thing is, is yeah, that's. Doing the show really did give me a chance to perform in front of an audience, and I found that I was 
really like doing that. Yeah, great. So that was nice. Mm. So yeah, come when when this whole pandemic thing is has blown over, as it will any day now. Yes. What's the deal? Can you go outside? I I'm in California now, and okay. in California it has uh, largely it's it's like the lowest infection rate in the country at the moment. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, that was all me. Uh, <laughs> and partially part part of that is because like I'm in the L.A. area, and they fucked it up so badly that like a third of the county had it. Oh right, so, so there's like a oh. lot of people are just yeah they have antibodies from that. But now that they're getting. Uh, vaccinations going well uh it's pretty good you could go inside now can, if you are want, there gigs if you on like can you inside. go see stuff or like is that or? you could go to movie theaters again cool. the movie theaters are open mm. uh i i don't know if live entertainment though has really come back up but yeah, it right. seems like it's on the on the upswing again just just on live movie theaters i don't know if either of you saw the trailer for the latest fast and furious movie that's just come out i have not matt have you seen that I have not. It's Fast and Furious 15 or whatever. Sure. It's the last one. It it involves um, Vin Diesel mm-hmm. doing a direct-to-camera address saying, everyone, the thing we missed most about the pandemic was movie theaters. Really? <laughs> like he's, like, he's like, for 100 years, we've gathered. Do you think that's Vin Diesel in character? No, it's Vin Diesel as Vin Diesel um, because he's talking about you should come and see this movie okay. unless, unless in character he, he knows. Well, here's my question, which, Michael, we've spoken about in the podcast before. And, Matt, you're a movie guy. I'd love your, uh, your views on this before we go. In the Fast and the Furious franchise, or like kind of any, it, th- this kind of applies to any movie, mm. really, that's set in the real world, which Fast and the Furious very much is. Of course. Does Vin Diesel exist? In the Fast and the Furious world. Does, is there an actor called, like, who was in Chronicles of Riddick? Or let me put it a different way. Let me put it a different way. In the Fast and the Furious films, who was in the Chronicles of Riddick? Right. Because uh, definitely Judy Dench was still in there. Of course, That's yes. fine. Yeah, because she doesn't have a dub. I don't. I don't believe she's in the Fast and Furious I franchise. Think, well, I think without Fast and Furious, he probably wouldn't be in Chronicles of Riddick. No, Riddick was first. Was it? Almost certainly. Really? Fuck. Maybe not. No, because oh, Chronicles question. of Riddick is a sequel to a movie called Pitch Black. Yes, uh, that's true. And that's that movie the one that had his, had the character, and that came out in two thousand. And wow. the okay. first Fast okay. and the Furious movie came out in. Let me just check here. <laughs> quickly Googling Using the Googling. internet. Uh, 2001. So the character of Riddick existed before uh, the character <laughs> okay. of Dominic Toretto. So in the Fast and the Furious <laughs> movies, does can Dominic Toretto go down to the local blockbusters, which still exist mm. in the first film, and rent the Chronicles of Riddick? And if he does, who is he going to see? Ooh. Playing, I think, the titular character of Riddick. So it's got to be an actor who's... Of that vintage, but is not in I the think Fast that and Furious it's, films. Uh, well, I think that uh, for the first four of them, it's The Rock before The Rock ah. showed up in the Fast and Furious movies. And then, and then but then we have a then we have a separate problem. <laughs> then we have a separate problem. Yeah. Then then they have Matt, to you're, bring you're in a new the guy. Can down the road here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, I think that's a, that's a solution in mm-hmm. a way. The other, the only, like whenever I talk about this, the only thing that I will actually find satisfying about this, mm-hmm. like the only solution I've found satisfying to be is the Ocean's 12 solution. 
But that's fucked. I, I don't want to get Which into is that. just, oh, they look a bit like Julia Roberts. Yeah, like I would be yeah. really happy if in the in, in the film Goodwill Hunting, for example, there was just one line where Matt Damon's like, you look so much like the guy who played Mork. And then they can move on. You know what I mean? And then I can enjoy the film. I can watch the film and I can enjoy it as long as that's out of the way. I just think that's a neat solution. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I think that works. Um, Matt Crispin, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for showing me that man's ass. um michael um i'll probably put this out today so Mm. we have a show at the comedy store uh and then in two weeks time we'll be doing a star wars role-playing game very cool stuff yeah don't say that stuff in front of matt i mean like you're taunting me here Uh, all of your ability to go outside do things and swap spit and air yeah yeah Uh, people are still at the comedy store just spitting in each other's mouths yeah it's gonna be great (laughs) in direct defiance of our american friends yeah gonna be licking chairs sitting on chairs licking tables (laughs) it's gonna be just a real fucking saliva fest uh so you can get tickets to that uh on the internet Mm -hmm. matt thank you so much for joining us you can listen to matt on uh chapo trap house uh and until next time Bye. bye if you like pina coladas Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.